Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Red Circle, and the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Make sure you hit like, subscribe, and turn the notifications on. Also check out Off the Floor. That's our new Discord. That's where you can communicate with us and others all day long about the Miami Heat and other NBA topics. Check it out, $2.99 per month. The link is right here in the podcast description, the YouTube description, and pinned to the top of the Five Reasons Twitter page. Also, check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. It includes our friends over at Prize Picks. Use the code 5FIVE. They've got the Patrick Mahomes free square, so jump on that right now. I've already played it with something that won, so I've got money coming to me. Go to prizepicks.com, the Google Play Store, or the Apple App Store. Use the code 5, F-I-V-E, F-I-V-E. Get that initial deposit matched up to $100. And now, today's episode. Down Five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where is the thing? You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome back to Five on the Floor. Here's today's floor plan. I'm Ethan Skolnick. You can follow me at Ethan J. Skolnick and at Five Reasons Sports and formerly of Miami, although he's fully L.A. now, our friend George Sedano. Eighth (laughs) episode, I think, that you've done. Eighth episode. You're like, this is like... This is like Arsenio Hall on – this is going to go over our audience's uh, head because they're all too young. Arsenio Hall co-hosting or, or, or guest hosting for Johnny Carson. This yeah. is – is, you you are Jerry Seinfeld appearing with with uh, with Johnny Carson. Maybe that's a better one to go with. Uh, you've been on here a lot. I think you're beating Vinny now. Vinny Goodwill, I think, is at six or seven or something along that. those lines. As long as well, listen. Considering I w- I'm I've known you longer than than anyone that you've probably had on the podcast, I should still sure. always be the guy with the most appearances. Well, yeah, you've had to suffer the most. That's true. I agree. That's with that. true. Right. Yes, no question about that. <laughs> Speaking of suffering, my yeah. Yeah. Uh, their offense is hard to watch, George. Um, you know, we keep saying, like, when they get everybody healthy, that's actually worse. Um, yeah. You know, we, we we keep saying at a certain point, Jimmy's going to turn it on. doesn't happen every game. We keep saying at a certain point, light's going to go on for Bam, where he's consistently aggressive. Hasn't happened. Um, they've had some good stories this year, Jaime Jaquez, Duncan Robinson. But Duncan's out right now. Jaime's struggling. A little bit since he came back before we get into what they should do before the trade deadline on Thursday. And then we'll talk NBA in the second part of this episode. What have been your overall impressions this year? I mean, it felt like prior to Hawkes getting hurt, you know, they had something going. Now, granted, Jimmy was not around for most of that when they had a, like a real nice stretch. Um, it just feels like they play like two different teams. Okay. Okay. They have the team that they play when Jimmy's there, 
where everything revolves around him, but they play at an incredibly slower pace, even more so than they play already, which they're ranked, I believe, 29th in the league in pace. And that works in the postseason, I think, because things slow down. Everything is more, um, you know, specific to how every movement is calculated, basically, at that point, right? For both teams, whoever you're playing and for yourself. I think in the regular season, they are better suited sharing the ball more. And I feel like Jimmy, when he first got to Miami, the first year or two even, there was a lot more ball movement. And even actually, you know what? I don't have to go that far. Two years ago when Kyle arrived before his first real injury, they were moving. Their pace was better than it was in previous years. They were moving the ball, whipping it around. Guys are getting the open look and they've, they're just not doing that. At least if they could get back to that, that kind of first half of the season when Kyle Lowry first came here or came there. Um, sorry, force of habit. Um, he, you know, they, if they did that, then their offense would look like a real offense. But it just feels like they're struggling to figure out what kind of offense they want to be. And when you're 40 some odd games, nearly 50 games into the season, that's really tough to figure out, you know, like at some point you need to, you need to just do it. And then you throw in the aspect of Rozier still trying to figure some stuff out. Although I did like the way he played in the Clippers game. It was by far, and you and I were texting. It was by far his best performance offensively as a heat player in regards to just getting his own shot, feeling comfortable, pick and roll with bam, getting guys looks. Um, I know he had a, a game with more assists, but it just felt like his best all around game with them. I trust Spo to make it work and figure it out. But yeah, I just think that they're playing like two different teams or maybe even more than two, maybe two or three different teams. I think they need a bunch of practices. I think they need a boot camp. I, I think they need yeah. an all-star break. I, I you know, it, more so than a trade. I, I know everybody just wants another trade, just keep churning the transactions. And obviously there's a contingent of Heat fans that just wants to trade Tyler Hero because he's the third guy and that's what the Heat have historically done. That's the player that everybody asks about is your third guy. George, you and I have talked about it. It was MASH. It was Eddie. Uh, It's always the third guy. And Tyler's going to be in trade talks probably as long as he's in Miami until he establishes himself as a true all-star who plays both ends of the floor and is always healthy. Like until that happens, it's going to be his name. And I think a lot of that's been unfair, but at the same time, there's no way around the fact that the Jimmy Bam Tyler pairing or trio has not worked. Like it's just, it it's doesn't under 500, it, 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 isn't it? Right. Isn't I mean, it, it has, yeah. it has to be staggered. Like if it has to be staggered, that means it doesn't work. Like you talk about teams around the NBA. We don't talk about having to stagger top threes in other places necessarily. And here you do. And so I don't think Tyler's going to be traded. I don't think he should be traded right now. I don't think you sell low on him right now. I know what was offered for him in the off season. I don't think that you punt on it for less at this point. Um, But it is something that if this season doesn't go well, that I think is going to be looked at even more seriously in the off season. Well, look at the team they just played, the Clippers. They, I mean, listen, I might've been the only person on national television or local radio in LA that thought that thing would work. And boy, was I taking a lot of heat after it started 0-5 because the questions were, well, how will they play? And I said, well, Russ clearly needs to go to the bench because he's the guy that wants to score more than anything else. Not that he's not good at passing and rebounding and all that stuff, but he needs the ball in his hands in a way that the other three 
don't other than, well, I guess Harden does. Harden needs the ball in his hands. Russ needs the ball in his hands. Those two didn't work. But Kawhi and Paul would much rather play with the ball uh, not in their hands. They'd rather play off the ball so they can then not only do what they do best uh, offensively when they do get the ball, catch it, you know, as they're heading towards the basket, but also it frees them up defensively because they don't have the burden of having to manage bringing up the ball every time. It just gives them more energy. And, you know, since their 0-5 start, they've only lost five games since. I mean, I think they're like 29-5 and or something ridiculous like that. They've been the best team in the league, basically, since that point. And I just think that in this instance, Tyler is Russ. Tyler is best when he's got the ball in his hands and he can make decisions and he can go and do what he needs to do, pull up if he wants to for a shot, you know, drive and kick or drive you know, get to the foul line, whatever he wants to do. He is the Russ of this situation. And granted, there's only three of them. I get it. But now you've added a fourth in Terry Rozier. And Rozier, I think, is a better pick and roll player with Bam, personally. I think he's better suited for that. Uh, he's a better defender. And I think he still has to figure out the way he, the Heat want to play defense. But he's bigger and stronger and a better defender historically than Tyler Tyler Hero needs to understand, and I get he's younger than any of these guys I'm going to mention, but Ray Allen, Dwayne Wade, uh, Tim Hardaway, Alonzo Mourning, all these guys at some point or another came Goran off Dragic. the bench. Yeah, Goran, Goran Dragic. Dragic. All these guys came off the bench at some point. It's what's best for the team. Manu Ginobili is a Hall of Famer playing the sixth man role. I, I mean, this is not some indictment on him. It's just what's best for the team. Shouldn't it be about maximizing the team and winning a championship because that in 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 when that happens if indeed that happens that will then increase Tyler's value and I don't think he understands that it's what Riley always talks about it's the disease of me they've got it except they've never won a championship with this group well I I, I think that the majority of Heat fans agree with you at this stage and and I understand that statistically in terms of the analytics lineup data and historically, the names that you mentioned, it makes sense. I, I just think optically, is that a word? The optics of it? Who cares, man? Ty Lue told no, Russ, I, I, Ty Lue, listen, Ty Lue told Russell Westbrook, a top 75 player in NBA history, okay, who honestly was the only player he had left during the playoffs last year because they were all hurt, okay, mm -hmm. and said, and him and, and Russ sat down and they he convinced him that James needs to be the guy who has the ball in his hands because he's the most traditional type point guard that we have, and the other two guys are free that way. This is what the Heat have in their hands right now. If Ty Lue can have that conversation with Russell Westbrook, okay, a guy who most people thought he'd never want to go to the bench, Tyler Hero can do that, and Eric Spolstra and the Heat brass can do that with Tyler Hero. All right, so let's pivot to the next point of this, because whether or not that happens, and again, I, I do think that some roster adjustments need to be made. I don't think that the lineup that they currently are running out there uh, with Haywood as the four is sustainable. Nope. Uh, he's just he's just too small, to be honest to me. He's a he's a situational 10 to 15 minute a game uh, player. I know the Spolster has, has can't gone you piece, with those. Can't you piece it together, though, that way? Can't you piece it? Kevin well, Love, Haywood, Highsmith, you, and Caleb, you, can. you know? You can, and they, he's done the thing before where he plays the one stint, you know, the first first quarter, third quarter. He's done that right. with a lot of different guys. Yeah. Um, but but look, I, I think that if you're looking for one more need for this team, 
They need a guy who's they don't Bam doesn't need to play the five. I mean the four. Excuse me. He doesn't need to play the no, four. This whole positional thing is not yeah. is not really. He's a top five center in the league when he has the right mindset to be so. But he needs someone bigger next to him. I, I just I think we're, we're past the point. This thing about playing Caleb as the four, playing Haywood as the four. They need someone six eight or taller. I, and I know that that some are going to throw the, the rebounding metrics at me and show that when PJ was at the four, they had their best rebounding numbers because PJ boxed out and Haywood does a lot of those same things. Again, I, I understand all that. I'm just looking at the current NBA, George, and like they look small every night. Like they look small every night. Every they night. Look, they looked tiny against Phoenix. Yeah. And Phoenix is not, I mean, they have Nurkic and obviously Durant is big for four, but, they, but they're not a huge team. They look tiny against Phoenix. The, the whole thing about positional size was something that Mike Malone said during the finals last year about how they tried to achieve that with Denver. And Spo didn't really like when I asked the question. Um, I don't know if he has great affection for Mike Malone. That's the sense that I got. But I, but either way, uh, Malone talked about the, the positional size. So- yeah. Michael. Okay. I'm sorry. Well, yeah. Well, that's one of the reasons maybe that not everybody has affection because he's so sensitive. I like the guy. Let me tell you something. As someone who does sidelines, no one is more honest sometimes to his own detriment than Michael Malone in those interviews with me. Right. And I have no issue. I'm just saying it's just I've gotten that sense. Uh, But but I'll just I'll just say that he talked about positional size. Yeah. And functional positional size and the, the nuggets have it because the, the one guy that didn't get talked enough i'm not enough about during the finals last year was aaron gordon yeah. um who, who i just thought destroyed uh yeah. miami you know with uh you know with, with with basically the switching and and all of that stuff and you know i i don't know how you replicate that type of player like you, you look at the, the trade market like a dorian finney smith type player but i mean you're not giving up two or three first round picks no so no. so I'll, I'll just add I'll, I'll ask you the big question here with what we've seen with tyler jimmy bam regardless of whether tyler goes to the bench or not and we've seen them be significantly under 500 with the three of them we've seen them basically be a net rating team of minus 1.0 for most of the year they're actually their record is better than it should be based on their net rating. Like oh, yeah. for everybody who's complaining about Spolster, this is another year where their record is better than their net rating. Okay, in terms of equivalency, they've only got seven wins against teams with better net ratings than them right now. They've beaten up on a bunch of bad teams, sort of like the Dolphins did during the regular season. And Jimmy is kind of half-assing it on half the nights. With all of that being said, would you add to this team? They've given up one first-round pick already to get Terry Rozier, a move I endorsed and still endorse, and they gave up Lowry's contract, which was a chip. Okay. Do you give up another first-round pick or a Nikola Jovic for anything? Um, It depends on who, okay? So if you're telling me, um, like the guy that I think is perfect for them is a guy they're probably not going to be able to get although his his contract lines up with Tyler pretty well, it's Jeremy Grant. Jeremy Grant, even though he's not 6'9", he's 6'7", but he is the perfect player alongside Bam. He's shooting 40% from three this year. He's a 36% three-point shooter for his career and has played on good teams in the past. Remember, he was on that Denver team that got deep in the playoffs, but they lost. And he would have... Look, had, his, had he not just taken the money in Detroit... Um, he probably would still be on that Denver team in some capacity. And they probably would not have made the move for Aaron Gordon or had, they would not have needed to make the move for Aaron Gordon because they liked Jeremy Grant a ton. 
So he, to me, is actually the perfect guy. I just don't know if the Heat are going to go down that well with Joe Cronin again (laughs) and the Portland Trailblazers. And also, you'd have to include a third team because they clearly don't want Hero. So it just makes things more complicated, right? The other guy that I would look at, and he's not as efficient from three, but he's more athletic than Jeremy Grant, was a guy I thought they would at least be in the mix for. Um, but he does have a clear, and I'm, you know, I'm not condoning any of the behavior off the court. But in Charlotte, Miles Bridges is a guy from a pure they basketball perspective. They, they I know they won't, but that's another guy that fits the mold of what you're talking about, though. Mm-hmm. A guy who can shoot the three, who's athletic, who can rebound at a high rate, who's a decent passer as a big man and can move the ball. But those are the types of players. Those are the archetypes of players that you would want. Either uh, both guys can spread the floor. Both guys are pretty good passers. Both guys are excellent defenders. Um, one just being more athletic than the other, but that's the archetype uh, for a guy that would be successful with Bam. I mean, look, if Kevin Love were seven years younger, he'd be the perfect guy to play with Bam, um, but he's not. So I think that that's also part of the equation too. So you need to find a Jeremy Grant type player or or you just need to take your bumps and bruises with Jovic at this point and figure it out. Because I felt like they were looking a little better offensively when he did play because he could move the ball and he was at least a threat from out there. But he needs the ball in his hands. That's the problem. See, see, I, I think I think you've hit on it. If Kevin Love were six years younger and Nikola Jovic were four years older, like right. that, that's it's kind of where they're at. Like they're caught in between a little bit. So like the temporary option is okay, just play Haywood or Caleb, and and that's that's the next thing I want to get to uh, with to you with, and then we'll go around the league a little bit. What would you do with Caleb Martin? At because point, he, he's got an option. He has not played at the level this year that he played last year. A lot of that's been injury-related. I like some of the things he does offensively for them. He gives them athleticism they don't get from other positions. He can finish, which a lot of their guys can't do. He can run the break, which a lot of their guys can't do. But his defense has not been where it was last year. And again, it it looked like he'd been replaced with Hakez, at least when Hakez was in there, at least some of the minutes and the fourth quarter stuff. I, are you going to re-sign him? If you're not going to re-sign him, do you need to move him? Well, here's the thing. I think that particularly what I saw from the Clipper game uh, reminded me more of the guy we saw last season. And look, he's been hurt a ton this year. So I don't think he has gotten himself into Miami Heat basketball shape yet, right? I think that he's still getting himself to that point. And I think if he gets there, that he's a functional player that you need um, and a guy who's so versatile that you need for a playoff run. Because I think Philly could drop out of the top six without Embiid. They're 4-10 and 10 without him this season. And Miami's schedule is easier. Cleveland's schedule is easier. Indiana's schedule is easier. I don't know about Orlando, but I could look it up. Um, so I think Philly could drop down to the play-in area. And I know the Heat came out of the play-in area last year, but I just don't know if that's going to be a regular occurrence that we can bet on year in and year out. So I, I think if Miami can be... Honestly, if they're the th- anywhere between four and six, I I like their chances, potentially. I like them actually at six better um, because that means you play Milwaukee potentially in the second round or the Knicks or Cleveland in the first round, right? And I like their chances in a series against either of those teams um, and wait to the end to play Boston, who I think honestly is the best team um, maybe in basketball, right? Um, so I, I think that you keep Caleb if you feel like you can make a real run at this thing and you can make some noise again in the playoffs, 
But you have, what, three days to figure that out? Like, you have to evaluate him and 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 also evaluate where you are. Um, I think because of Jimmy, you kind of need to push a little bit. And by pushing, I mean either saying, all right, Caleb's the guy and we'll figure it out and hopefully he opts in, or saying use Caleb as a chip to get you someone else that can help you. Yeah, I still don't think Caleb's going to opt in, uh, even though the season has not gone the way I think that well, he's going to make more than seven or eight million. For he's sure. going to make right. I, th- this is not a great free agent market again, and so I, and there are some teams with actual cap space. I was looking at it the other day. There were like seven teams that have legitimate cap space, which we know that teams don't hoard cap space anymore. So I was a little surprised to see the number uh, that high, even though the overall cap well, when I think went down a million. Although, from what they although I do think in the summer of 2026, there's a lot of great talent yes. available so you don't want to you don't want to tie yourself up i mean it, it's not yeah. going to be a summer of 16 situation again but one more before we go around the nba i mean you mentioned again give yourself a shot give jimmy a shot what what in your view does jimmy owe the heat during the regular season oh i because think he owes them more effort than what he's shown this season i know he addressed that recently uh but mm-hmm. i feel like too little too late you know what i mean like i get that he's an older player I get that he's had a number of injuries, particularly at the end of seasons, right? That have ended up um, becoming big issues for them in regards to trying to get over the hump, right? The year against Boston that a uh, couple years ago, um, you know, and then obviously last year, even I felt like he wasn't the right, the same player after multiple ankle sprains in, in the Knicks series and the Celtics series. So, but I do think he owes them more than what he's given them. I am stunned at the lack of give a bleep uh, that he has played with through the early parts of January, right? Like, it's just, he picked a few games here and there where he looked like Jimmy Butler, and then obviously most recently, he's played like Jimmy Butler. Um, even even the last game, you know, the numbers weren't there in a big, big way, but he's also having to deal with Kawhi and Paul George guarding him every yeah, every but, yeah, but Yeah, but George, you can't, you can't look. You can't have one shot attempt in the first eight minutes, and and, it, and it's and, and it's but in and the it's playoffs he's done that. In, in the playoffs he's done I, that. He's spelled through but, games. I get it. And look, I, I understand. We talked about this on our playback today and had kind of a spirited debate about it. And look, Jimmy's earned the right for a lot of things. Jimmy is yes. treated differently by the organization than any star who's come through here. Ever. Ever. It's not even Ever. close. No, hold on, LeBron, hold on. Say it, yeah. say it for the people in the back, okay? Jimmy Butler has been given more leeway than any yes. other star not player even, in the history I am of the stunned. Miami Heat. I am stunned by yes. some of the things that they've they've sort of let slide because they just want to keep the peace. And that was not part LeBron, of, not Dwayne Wade, not Shaq. LeBron stay at separate hotels on the road because I don't remember that. I mean, I, I, there's there's a whole bunch of things that I'm just like, okay, I, th- this is different, and I get why it's different. It's different with media. Yesterday in the locker room, and again, I don't care anymore. I'm way past the stage of this stuff. Okay, but like. There's 12 media people in the center of the locker room. Jimmy's been doing the media in the locker room lately. He sees everybody, walks out the back door, leaves his charger, leaves his shirt. We're asking Heat PR officials, like, is he coming back? They don't know. I mean, it's just, it's like this, this never happened with LeBron, never happened with Dwayne, never happened with Shaq, never. It's a time. Bam ends up sort of holding the bag on all this stuff because he does everything the organization asks right. him to do, just like Dwayne did, just like UD did. So, it is they've given him a pass and I understand it because he has delivered way beyond what the yeah. expectation level was when yes. when Pat said he was a top 10 player in the league when they assigned him or acquired him and everybody kind of laughed at it. 
Um, and we were like, maybe top 15 is proven true. He's been a top yes. 10 player when it's mattered here. But the, the thing is that, that my issue with it at this stage, and I understand why he's preserving himself. He hasn't played big in the games against the good teams in the big games. He has not shown up against Boston. He has not shown up against Milwaukee. Uh, you, I don't think he showed up against the Clippers. I, some of these games, like it's like, cause they take their cues from him. Like we yes. can talk about, Bam disappearing. We know that's going to happen. They take their cues from Jimmy, and when he doesn't, he doesn't come out firing. Everybody just looks around. Like I've said, they're better off when he sits. And I know Sean Rochester at our network agrees with us. When he sits completely, then when he comes different. out, and doesn't play. They play harder when he doesn't. When he isn't playing, right. uh, because they know they have to play harder mm-hmm. uh, in that scenario. And I get what you're saying. You make perfect sense. As a matter of fact, my colleague J.J. Reddick yesterday on the ESPN broadcast, he was on with Dave Pash, said the Miami Heat are at their best when Jimmy Butler is shooting 20 shots a game. Um, And that's what they – for them to win at a high level, he said, against the best teams, that's what he needs to do. And And this is a guy who – Right. They play together. They love each other. They're very close. Um, So when you got a guy like that saying that he needs to take 20 or 25 shots to beat the good teams – he knows. JJ, listen, JJ Reddick probably one day will end up being a coach in the NBA. That's how good he is. I'll never forget um, during the Heat uh, Sixers series a couple years ago that they ended up winning. One of the games that F- um, Philadelphia won, I interviewed Joel in the postgame and I made some comment about what JJ, his former teammate, said. And he said on the air, he should be a coach. So, like, this is a guy that people around the league know how good he is at this stuff. Um, so, yeah, like, yes, a hundred. you're right. I just don't know if he's going to want to waste those bullets in the regular season. And I'm with you. I'm, I get the occasional saving yourself against the Charlottes of the world, but you got to come out against the good teams because this team needs to beat the good teams. This team, this team can't beat the good teams without him playing at a high level. It's just the way they're constructed. Well, like, and the and, way that they're behind the eight ball. Now they have to beat the good teams to be able to move up. Right. And I, again, I'm going to say it's going to sound like an old man here, but. I never came out of a game saying, did Zoe give 100% max effort? Did LeBron give 100% max effort? Dwayne would preserve himself sometimes at certain stages, particularly on the defensive end, uh, but not to this degree. Like, I, it's not, not to this degree. All right, when we come back, we're going to do rapid fire. We only got five minutes left. So we're going to do rapid fire here with George around some stuff around the NBA. Before we do want to mention another great sponsor, the Five Reasons Sports Network, our friends over at Better Edge. Use the code 5RSN, that's 5RSN, or 5Reasons, that's the number 5Reasons. Get $20 to play. Make sure you participate in our Super Bowl tournament, which is coming, of course, the game coming up this weekend. We're already in the tournament right now, and first, second, third place all get uh, prizes, um, financial prizes, in addition to free T-shirts we're giving away just to entry. So check it out, betteredge.com, use the code 5RSN, and look for the 5Reasons competitions. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, 
Wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com, slash, Miami Heat. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right. Rapid fire here. Biggest name player is going to be traded before the deadline. Other than Terry Rozier, which has already happened. I still think DeJounte Murray gets moved. Um, like, if I had to bet, the Lakers cave. Um, I just think that he's like exactly what they need. Because D'Angelo Russell, even though he's playing well of late, he I don't know if he even wants to be in L.A. anymore. You know what I mean? Like, I just think the whole thing is, has played itself out. Last year, people were talking about, and I get it, I was one of them, how great they played after the trade deadline, but their schedule was soft, and they got great matchups for themselves in the first two rounds with Memphis and Golden State. Um, and they are matchup dependent. But DeJounte Murray gives them a, a person that can defend the point of attack, even though... I know what people are going to say. He's on the 27th ranked defense, but nobody on that team defends. If you get San Antonio DeJounte Murray, um, you're going to have a point of attack defender, a guy who can score, a guy who's shooting the ball at like a 37, 38% clip at 27 years old. It seems like maybe he's figured that part out from three ball, from the three-point land now. And you need someone that can at least try to slow down Jamal Murray if you're the Lakers. And it's not going to be D'Angelo Russell, a guy who my colleague Dave McMiniman wrote last year during the playoffs that they were afraid to bench him in that series because they'd lose him. Not ideal. All right, which contender most needs to make a move in either conference? Hmm. Well, I mean, the Lakers, if you count them as a contender, I, I would say they would be one. I don't think, I think out West, I think the Thunder need to make a move. Um, I think the Thunder, maybe even Minnesota with a little tweak, although I think less so than the Thunder. The Thunder are a great, fun, young team. Um, but great, young, fun teams generally don't make the NBA Finals. I know that the Thunder did it once, uh, but they 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 gradually got there. It wasn't like they did that year one uh, with that group of Durant, Harden, and, and Westbrook and Ibaka. So I think they could use, and they certainly have all the picks in the world. We know that. Uh, I think New Orleans has plenty of picks. They can make a move uh, in the West. And I think the Heat need to figure something out. I don't know what that is at the moment. I would, I know you don't you don't trade Tyler, or at least you said not to trade Tyler. I just don't know if the Heat are ever going to get the value they think they should get for Tyler. I'm That's kind of my position. I think they're kind of fooling themselves a little bit if they think they're going to get uh, some grand all-star caliber, all-NBA type player for Tyler Hero. Final one here. As currently constituted, let's say they don't make a move. You you, you think the Heat position four through six are okay? Yeah. Uh, provided that they avoid Boston. But again, my concern is the level of Jimmy that you're going to get uh, at at this point. I mean, what, what would you put the likelihood of a finals run 
with this team because I don't think they could beat any of the teams out west anyway. I just I to to me if it's Denver, it's the Clippers, it's Phoenix, it's it's no. I mean, there's too many teams out there, man. I mean, I know they're going to beat up on each other, but I mean, the West is kind of back. Other than Boston, to a certain degree, Milwaukee's kind of reasserted dominance here. I mean, what what is best case scenario for Miami? By the way, I think Phoenix should make a move. They just have no assets to make a move at the moment. Right. So there's that. Like, right. so that's why I didn't include them in the last group. Um, what are the chances? I mean, I always give them a puncher's chance because they have the best coach in the sport. Okay, so let's start with that. Um, and I think that. You know, maybe Jimmy is smarter than all the rest of us, right? Maybe there's that possibility. He's smarter than all the rest of us, and he returns to being playoff Jimmy, which I know he says doesn't exist, uh, but we all know does exist. Um, he just told Brady that he's to be contrary. That's it. If yeah. you told him playoff Jimmy didn't exist, he would tell you he does. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, but I because of a puncher's chance, I give them that. But I also think they're matchup dependent. I think they'd have to see Boston at the end uh, to have a real shot because they'd have even more film on them in regards to how those guys are working with each other in a playoff series, or in that case, multiple playoff series. So I, I would at least give them a puncher's chance in that scenario, but it's got to be that it's got to be matchup dependent and they've got to get, honestly, the six is the best spot, but four to six in that range gives them a chance to maybe see Boston at the end. Um, I actually, you know, Milwaukee to your point has, re has reasserted dominance. They, they are not deep. Okay, they are one ankle sprain away again. They also don't from, play. They don't play any defense. Any and defense I don't think. I don't. I yeah. don't think Doc's going to significantly change that. I really don't. Like, they don't have the personnel yeah. to play defense anymore. Like Brooks lost a step, and Chris Middleton's lost a step. So, and and that's a horrific defensive backcourt. It just is. Yeah. Like I, I don't know. Yeah. You know, and they so need I, Beasley shooting on the floor. And right. So I, and he I, doesn't I defend either. Right. Exactly. No. So. Um, so I think Milwaukee could be had in the right scenario. And again, last year they lost. Uh, you know, I think the Heat beat them because you know, there were the numbers with Giannis on the floor and off the floor. They were minus 10 when Giannis was on the floor and minus 16 when he was on it, uh, even when he did play. But um, and Miami obviously puts a little fear into them, whether they would admit that or not. But again, they are so thin now. Their margin of error because of uh, of the stuff you've alluded to and I've alluded to is smaller um, while their ceiling can also be higher because of the offensive offensive explosions that they can have, um, I just think that, man, one little tweak to an ankle can really hurt them in a way where they'd be done in a series quick against almost anyone, by the way, at the top of the East, not just Miami. So, yeah, I give them a puncher's chance. Like, if you were asking me, like, a percentage, I don't know, 15% or something like that, I don't know. Well, we would have said about 1.5% uh, before Max Struess went nuts against Chicago in the play-in, so... Right! Uh, Pretty much, pretty much anything can happen. All right, George, we appreciate it. The Zoom, I, I, I guess I didn't pay the bill this month because it's ticking it's down. It's ticking. On me, so. It's got two twenty-five right now. And can you see? Stuff. You got to, got to get in before the buzzer. What player are we running at the end of the game? If it's a Jimmy one-legged three, I don't want any part of it. That's it. We're gonna, we're gonna stay away from. By now. the way, shooting forty-four percent from three, Jimmy I, Butler now. May, maybe, maybe he, that's what Antoine Walker do. is looking at him and saying, Jimmy. The flat-footed three is cool, but go tippy toe, go tippy toe, oh, Jimmy, and then and then and then shimmy afterwards. All right, we're dating ourselves. All right, thank you, George. We appreciate it. Follow Metzadano. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. After all, someone needs to listen to my dad. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? 
Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.